0: everyone wherever you are. Um, I'm in North Carolina and it is 6:38 a.m. So good morning to you all and welcome back to another episode of Evolved Healthcare. I'm your host Dr. Kayla Wilson and we're diving into a subject today that touches the heart or uh, should I say the cortisol levels of each and every one of us. And today's episode is all about mindful stress management and our rapidly evolving digital. And so firstly, let's delineate what stress actually is, because I feel as though this is a word that is tossed around a lot. And it's not merely an overused buzzword, right? It's a multifaceted, physiological, and psychological response that can have an effect on your cardiovascular health. Um, It can disrupt and intrude upon your sleep cycle, and it can even compromise your immune system. And if you didn't know, uh, chronic stress has been linked to six leading causes of death, including heart disease and cancer. And so stress is not something um, that should be taken lightly, although I can attest that sometimes, you know, we become numb to the everyday stressors that we may face. Um, It could be something like the pressure to meet a deadline or an excessive amount of work, uh, going through a breakup or a rough patch in a relationship. Um, Some of us may struggle or feel the pressure to attend social events or see friends right although your time may be very limited and you have a lot of demanding tasks um you could be someone where you know your kids just won't listen and now you're running late to school you you know we all a lot of us deal with um debt and bills and there's traffic there's technology not working when you need it to and you know all of the errands that you have to run and my point is the list goes on and on and on and on and on But it is very important to acknowledge these stressors and find ways to be mindful in those moments um, and during those times, because as I just said a minute ago, stress really can be a silent killer. And so to truly grasp and understand stress, imagine peeling an onion, right, layer by layer to reveal the triggers, which those triggers are the behavioral antecedents that catalyze this response or reaction. So like if you've ever felt or experienced a surge or a tidal wave of anxiety, right, from an influx of work emails, or perhaps you felt overwhelmed by juggling various family commitments or obligations, right? These are all Uh, what we refer to as environmental triggers. But on the flip side of that, stress can also be internally generated by cognitive distortions. So think about the pitfalls of um, catastrophizing Or how rigid black and white thinking can be. So those are the type of triggers that you have to be aware of, both external and internal, because that is step one in your journey toward healthier stress management. Now let's talk about tech, right? So tech is often a double-edged sword because it can exacerbate stress, but it can also alleviate it. So how does this happen? Well, We're living in a world of vast possibilities, right? Like for instance, we have biofeedback wearables and a biofeedback wearable is just, for example, a smartwatch. And those smartwatches provide a tangible solution that's right on your wrist. And they offer an impressive array of capabilities that are beyond merely just ticking away the hours, right? These smartwatches have the ability to gauge your cortisol levels through your skin, offering real-time insights into your stress landscape. But that's honestly like just scratching the surface. Like We have apps that employ complex behavioral science algorithms um, that transform behavioral cues into prompts that nudge you toward health-positive behaviors. So imagine an app discerning your heightened stress levels, and it's nudging you with a well-timed reminder for a meditative deep breathing exercise. And I, I really think that we are at a place where we understand that these tools are not just passive trackers. They're actually more like proactive coaches, right? And they're designed to steer you toward optimal health and well-being. And this is where I think we really need to change the narrative. And I believe that that's starting to happen, but it is imperative uh, for the future of health tech to get consumers on board. And the way to get them on board is by informing them of not just the features, but the benefits and how they can take more control of their health by being more mindful Um, with tools such as these. And so I also want to make sure that we don't overlook telehealth solutions, right? Because telehealth solutions offer uh, virtual consultations with professionals that are skilled in stress management for like, I'm using that as an example, right? So I feel like the thing with telehealth, it often reminds me of like, okay, well, forget the days of what felt like wasting a bunch of time in the waiting room, you know, leafing through dated magazines. I'm sure a lot of you can remember those days, but it's like now we have expert help that is just a few clicks away. And we are talking about a health tech ecosystem that tailors advice, care and management strategies directly to you. And so the emphasis here is really on personalized health technology that's rooted in data analytics, it's refined by behavioral health, and then it's curated to serve your unique health profile. And so with that being said, I really want to turn your attention to some um, enlightening findings from this paper that I was reading. And it is uh, titled Objective User Engagement with Mental Health Apps, um, a Systematic Search and Panel-Based Use as Usage Analysis. And it was published in the Journal of Medical Internet Research. And although it's not authored by Dr. John Torres, it does align well with the ethos of his research. So if you are unaware, Dr. Torres is a board certified psychiatrist with distinctive expertise in health tech and he serves as the editor-in-chief of um, the Journal of Medical Internet Research, specifically the mental health pillar. But um, he's known for his extensive research into the potential of mobile health apps, um, I'm sorry, like mobile mental health technologies, for psychiatry. And I think he has something like over 150 peer-reviewed publications, but his research is truly fascinating. And so again, this is not authored by him, but it does align with his point of view. And so the paper I just mentioned stated the following, and it says, understanding user engagement with mental health apps is crucial for designing effective interventions and maximizing the utility and impact of these digital tools. The ability of mobile health and psychiatry to offer continuous monitoring and assessment is revolutionary, yet the need to ensure safety and ethical considerations in design and and implementation is paramount. And I cannot agree with that anymore, right? Because the core of these insights really resonates with Dr. Taurus's advocacy for the prudent application of mobile health technology to achieve an unprecedented level of care and monitoring while upholding you know, those ethical and safety standards. And that's very important to me as well. And so this dovetails with our earlier discussion on the dual nature of technology, right? Because it's neither a remedy nor a hazard, but it's a tool whose impact is largely determined by the two things, the intelligence and the judgment of its application. It's all about how it's implemented into these various systems and throughout, you know, individuals' lives. And that needs to be done with a certain level of intelligence and a certain level of judgment. And so this work really serves as an essential reminder, right? That's akin to Dr. Uh, Torres's standpoint, that as we wholeheartedly welcome the advanced capabilities of modern health tech, um, we must also conscientiously navigate the ethical and safety considerations that are inherent in them. And so, you know, long story short, technology in the domain of stress management is as intricate and nuanced as the stressors it seeks to alleviate and like any potent tool its utility is uh amplified right when handled with discernment um ethical consideration and above all a personalized understanding so all right let's bring it all home with this um I feel like what I really want to leave you guys with from what I just shared is that mindful stress management is not a nice to have in the chaotic world that is modern life. Right. We can look at it as the conductor's baton that really orchestrates your well-being. And we've navigated through all of the twists and turns of the um, physiology of stress and we've peeled back the layers to uncover those behavioral triggers. And we've even, you know, sat here and marveled at the cutting edge technology that is designed to be your ally along this journey. And so you're probably wondering, okay, so what's the point where the lever rests on which all of these elements balance, right? And my answer to you is that it's knowledge, Um, It's understanding not just the what, but the why that is behind each stressor and each solution. And it's the ability to discern between an environmental stressor that you can sidestep and um, a cognitive distortion that you really need to confront head on. Because knowledge here becomes the artist, you know, the artist that's painting the picture of your health, mapping out a personalized stress landscape and it's filled with pitfalls to avoid and safe havens to seek. And so utilizing this technology is not merely about downloading an app or strapping on a wearable, you know, it's a it's really about a deeply informed application of these tools and knowing how to interpret Cortisol levels can guide you in lifestyle adjustments, uh, perhaps even like prompt a doctor's visit for a more thorough assessment, right? So it's recognizing the signals uh, that come from these behavioral algorithms that can lead you toward meaningful interventions, be it a five minute deep breathing exercise or a longer session of guided meditation. And I can tell you, this is something I've always wanted. A lot of help with because for whatever reason I am not good at meditating. I, I just have such a hard time um, slowing my brain down because I I'm a thinker. I think twenty four seven, and that also creates a lot of stress that I have in my life. And so, you know. I think that even for me and you know of course this is why I do what I do because I find the world of healthcare and behavioral science and technology so fascinating especially when you look at the intersection of the three and that's really my sweet spot because I believe that the magic truly exists at the intersection of everything I don't think it's just one thing you know one element here another element there I think it's when you really put those elements together that you get a holistic picture and then that that's the magic, right? Like that is really where the creativity happens. And so I, I'm kind of getting off track, but my point is, you know, it's very important for us to just be a bit more mindful of certain habits that we have or certain areas in our lives that we may struggle with. And for me, it's just slowing down and being present and in the moment, right? And so that is why I also choose to get up very early to record these episodes because I feel like it is a moment that I can just be very present with you all and I'm I don't have all of those everyday distractions. But anyways, let's not lose sight of the larger narrative here because um the ultimate goal is not just stress management, but it's about empowerment. And that's really what I was about to get to. Um, because that is something that became so clear to me during my studies. Uh, it's that we have to activate people and patients first. And the way we activate them may be different for each person, right? And, but I think that's why understanding behavioral science to solve health-related issues is so paramount, especially with Uh, The explosion of tech tools that are at our disposal, because when you understand the underlying mechanisms of stress and the plethora of tools and techniques that are at your disposal, you're no longer a passive player in your health journey. Right. That is when you become an active participant and that is when you become the the uh, composer of your well-being the author of your life narrative and the master of your destiny. That is where that actually starts to take place because now you're empowered and you've completely taken control, right? In a healthy way. But I think it's also important to note that empowerment doesn't arrive, right? With the wave of a magic wand. Like it accrues through incremental gains and knowledge, through the judicious use of technology and through the mindfulness right which is what i was just speaking on for myself to apply behavioral science in navigating your stress landscape. And so that's really what i feel like i want you all to leave here with is just find a way to understand, you know, behavioral science a bit more and you'll find that you understand yourself a bit more. You understand your, your behaviors and your attitudes towards certain things and why you do the things that you do and how you can intervene on your own life, you know, and not always have to look to someone else to help you do that. I mean, look to them for the knowledge and the wisdom, of course, but then take that and apply it. And, and once you do that, it will just start to become a natural practice of yours. Right. And, and that's the goal is just to empower yourself, to live the healthiest and happiest and most fulfilled life that you can. And so that's all I have for you guys this morning. Um, but, I'm Dr. Kayla Wilson, and my mission is to inform, inspire, and empower you in this complex ecosystem of behavioral science, healthcare, and technological innovation. Um, and I want you all to truly know that my goal is to be your guide, your mentor, and your ally. So until our next journey, um, you know, take charge of your health and steer with confidence, because each step that you take is an em- important opportunity for you to evolve into an even more powerful version of yourself.